what are going to be the things that I spend my money on that a week, two weeks, a month from now, I'm going to still be happy about spending my money on those items. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. I am so, so excited because I have a really great friend, Rosalind Brown, who is joining us today. And we're going to chat about all things wealth building and financial independence. And she has caught quite the story. So I'm super excited for you to learn about her. So just a little bit about her. She started her career in banking, right? And I, you know, she and I have that in common. I had a I had a, a career in banking. I was a teller for a while and then did some other things. But for her, it was simply a job she found enjoyable, but then it later developed into a personal learning experience and a passion to help others. She loved advising where others, where they are in their financial planning, advising them how to fix mistakes. And it helped her realize just how few wealthy clients looked like her and how horrible financial advice exists in the marketplace. I I, I hear you on this. Rosalind began volunteering her time, helping to enlighten others and share what she has learned on her journey of financial independence with a focus on Black women. She started a Facebook group called Black Women Pursuing FI. It's grown to almost 4,000 members now. And we'll talk about, we'll let her talk about this in a little bit. But shit, then she saw the need to formalize the information she was providing in the group. And she formed Wealth Guidance, where she could provide financial coaching and connect people to specialists without conflicts of interest that often exist. On Mondays, she can be found on YouTube, as well as work to make actionable financial insights available to her community as she works to advance to close the wealth gap and advance everybody's own financial independence journey. So Rosalind, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to have you here. Now, we just met a couple months ago at FinCon, which is a financial conference, and the tagline was Money Nerds Unite. And uh, yep, that's me and Rosalind. Money <laughs> Nerds, we united. And it was so fun to meet her. I think we met because there was a little breakout group for real estate investing. And uh, Bushy and I have both done some real estate. And uh, so we checked there and then we got to have dinner another night and and yeah we've just like started this friendship and I'm super excited about what she has to share. So Rosalind I want to start out asking you what is your definition of wealth? Really simply it's freedom. And so for me, money guides every single decision that we make. It is where you live. It's where your children go to school. It is what you eat tonight for dinner. It is the type of shoes that you're wearing. Every single decision that you make is guided by money. And you find yourself at a situation where you are attaining a place. And then when you get to a place where you're comfortable and money isn't necessarily an issue, you can wear any type of shoes. So you can shop at Target or you can shop at Gucci. So you can really truly choose. And you may not even care anymore. But it's having the freedom to do that. There are so many people that are guided by every single moment of their day because they have to make money for their basic needs. And when you reach a point of wealth, you can decide, I don't want to wake up. Don't want to get out of bed this morning. 
I just want to lay and watch TV. You can wake up and say, you know, I think my family needs a vacation. You can say, hey, I just think we need to go to the zoo today. And those are decisions that are only made because you have the freedom to control your time and you have enough money that it is not the true guiding factor dragging you along to do everything that you have to do versus all the things that you actually want to do. Oh, so, so true. I I love that this definition that wealth is freedom because it it is right and it is it gives us that chance to have freedom of purpose freedom of mind freedom of time you know and we can we can basically choose and craft our own experience in life so Rosalind give us more background on your story so you said you started out in banking how did you achieve wealth in your life like what are some of the 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 things that were really important at, in your journey i think one of the bigger things is i have constantly stayed curious and And so I was in a situation where I had luck to be in a situation. So I ended up at this bank and I went through their wealth management program and I ended up being a private banker. So I am advising wealthy clients in my 20s where I have zero wealth. And one of the things I would do as we go through, you know, you ask all the basic questions. How much do you have checking? What do you have in retirement? What are your goals? And then what I would do is I would make note of clients who were already there, who had met a moment of success because oftentimes people don't realize you could have a million dollar saved and not be wealthy because you spend $500,000 a year. So you really don't have much overall in savings. And then there were people who had a million dollars saved, but their living expenses were so low that that would sustain them for the rest of their life. And so I would make notes in the margin of what people were doing as I'm taking notes of where they are in their financial situation. And there was advice that my parents would give that was contradictory towards building wealth, but they were doing what they needed to do for survival. Very different mindset, nothing wrong with it. Thank goodness it provided for me and my siblings to grow up and go to college and those kind of things. But knowing and seeing what others were doing. And I was like, I'm gonna copy that. Okay, I'm gonna copy that. And there were a number of people where either I had enough relationship where I could call them after the fact and I just wanna learn more. I wanna learn more about what they're doing in terms of real estate. I want to learn more about their appetite for investments. And I stay very curious. And I will tell you one constant theme of wealthy people is they love to share. And they'll tell you how they got there, (laughs) what's next. They'll connect you with people to help you along the journey. And so for me, it was really being in a situation where I could absorb as much as possible and then taking that opportunity to the next step. And so I'm so thankful for that kind of beginning of the journey to get me to that next step to grab hold of that information and use it. Oh, it's so cool. That's so cool. You're right. Like you're right that they are very willing to share. I think there's this weird perception when you are when you're young and poor and you're not there yet and you don't know wealthy people, you feel like that they're hiding and that they're just not, you know, they're not being willing. But I think a lot of it is when you're ready, the master shows up. Right. Like it, it's it comes to it comes to your mindset. If you can get your mindset right, suddenly people start coming out of the woodwork. Right. If you start focusing on the things that are important. So give us the details, Rosalind. You said you you like took notes in the margin and you copied what they did. What did they do? What are some things that they did? And I remember talking to my mom about it and she said, well, just get the new car. Everyone has a car note. Well, one thing that was very basic and I remember at the time everyone had new cars. And I'm like, I got this new job. I want a new car. Mm -hmm. And then I realized the majority of my successful clients had no car note. And I told myself, when I'm ready to buy a new car, I need to be able to walk into a dealership and write a check and buy a car. And so that was one thing that really stuck with me. And I've never financed the car since then. Nice. Me Um, either. Good job, (laughs) Rosalind. And it's basic. (laughs) 
But then I had a client and she worked in financial services as well. And she made more in real estate than she did in her nine to five. And one of the ways that she started is these multifamily buildings. And she lived in one apartment and rented out the other three. So it's the house hacking, but this is way before Mm -hmm. house hacking was kind of even a thing or so special. And then she was able to use that equity and that income to continue to buy other buildings. And I remember reaching out to her and she said, oh my goodness, in the conversation, she said, I'm going to send you my realtor's information. And she did an introduction right there on the spot. And then I later bought a building, (laughs) lived in one of those and rented out the others. So the simple ability to just eliminate those larger pieces and then thinking about student loans. So I, of course, like so many others had student loans. And it was one of those things of how much could I attack this student loan debt? And someone said, you're just going to have to find the money each and every month. And as simple as it sounds, it is not simple when you don't have the money. And so (laughs) I had to look and be very strategic. And so at that point in time, I had an extra bedroom and I said, I'm gonna find someone who needs short-term housing. So someone who is in town for a short period of time and I got a roommate and I didn't want a roommate, but I calculated how many months do I need this roommate in order to pay this off? And so in that time period, I was able to pay off my credit card. So I probably had about $10,000 or so dollars in credit card debt. And it gave me a chance to at least accelerate my student loan payments to the point where I was ahead. Because typically what they'll do is they'll tell you like how many payments you're ahead and accelerate that. And then because I eliminated so many of my other expenses, I was paying my student loan every single week. So every Monday morning, go in and I was making a payment. This is not fancy payments. This is not a thousand dollar payment. Sometimes it was $25. But I said Mm -hmm. every single Monday morning, I was going to make a payment. And so just to get to the point to eliminate any type of debt that wasn't serving me and really lean into things that other people were doing. And it was really just kind of the foundational things. And I bought my first house. It was a huge house. And so going from a huge house, a four bedroom house to living in an apartment that I now own, very different in terms of space, but it was a change in mindset in terms of what do I really want? Most of those rooms I never even went in. Well, furniture that I never even sat on. So just transition into what is the most important to me and where should I be devoting my resources to get kind of the most value of my time as well. Yeah. Oh, this is so, so good because I I wrote down three things that while you were talking that really that you are emulating here with this story. And one is discipline, right? So you had the discipline to go in every single Monday and pay on that student loan, no matter the, the amount, right? And then you got creative and uncomfortable at the same time by having this roommate that you really didn't want, you know, and that's something. So I talk about house hacking all the time with with people about a really great step, especially for young people to start building wealth. Like when you first get your first place, it needs to be you got a house hack. Don't just go home buy a house and live in it on your own. Or, you know, you've got to figure out a creative way to do this because that's your biggest expense. That is your biggest expense is your housing. And I love that you're willing to be uncomfortable because people say to me all the time, I don't want to remain. I'm done with that. I did that in college. It's like, yeah, but in college, they didn't pay for your house. So it's it's a very different thing once you get rid of those expenses, because now you can really utilize your money to do things for you. So I love this. I love this. Okay. Are you house hacking now? I am. So that apartment that I moved into, I had to get rid of so much stuff. And so <laughs> what's the, you know, the minimalist attitude? I'm not quite there yet. I would love to be there. But after staying there, my plan was to stay there about two or three years. After staying there, I was like, why not? I live in the city. I am walking distance to a number of things. I have off street parking, which is a really big thing in DC where <laughs> I live. And I couldn't imagine buying something bigger. Have I continued to stay 
and real estate, yes. But for me, yeah, what's the point of moving? So it's enough room for me and my dog and we're mm-hmm. comfortable. So we'll probably stay there for probably many more years to come because it still provides that same flexibility. And I don't really need much more at this point in time in conjunction to where I'm trying to go next. Okay. So once you got out of debt, what was your next step? Like you hit this. So I, I talk to my listeners all the time. They're at the, the now what phase where they've gotten out of debt. They have a good income coming in and they're thinking, okay, well, I all I know that I've studied so far is budgeting and getting out of debt and all this. Okay. I conquered that. Now I'm kind of at level two. So what does level two look like? Like what, what do we do next? What would you be your advice? So I think the big thing is when you're trying to get out of debt, you are trying to work your money. And then the next step is making your money work for you. And so it is looking at all the different vehicles and people are like, oh, don't do this, do this. I'm a big proponent of maxing out things like your 401k plan. And I know people are like, oh no, put it here, put it there. But because I've worked in financial services so long, I'm not just looking at you know the wealth itself, but also protecting your wealth. And ERISA plans provide the most protection. So <laughs> <laughs> Even the IRS isn't going after your ERISA plan. If you, you know, get in a car accident, burn down someone's rental house or whatever that is, that money is protected. And so to get to a point where you can max out your 401k plan, look at things like Roth IRAs and so forth, but being in that situation just to kind of max out there. And I know that can simply be kind of a big push to get to that next level. But of course, if you don't have a mortgage payment, and even if your mortgage payment, let's say would have been a thousand dollars, that now is $12,000 a year if you just move it from one vehicle to another. So that was kind of the next step for me is saying, okay, I'm going to act like this money doesn't exist. I no longer have this check. It has to all go to maxing out that. So maxing out your 401k plan, maxing out your HSA, because it provides you one, the tax advantages that exist there, but also that protection that you can use later on in life throughout all the different cycles and ups and downs Mm -hmm. of life as well. Yeah, it's taking into account the tax advantages too, right? And so how do you how do you really protect your wealth? And that's something also that's that's going to be important. And once you hit that now what phase, and as you start accumulating more and more wealth and investing, and you know you got to be thinking about the, the tax strategies because as your income goes up, your taxes go up, and it's painful. And I know a lot of people who are are in a lot of pain right now will come to me often and say like, oh, what do I do? This is just ridiculous. So we have lots of conversations about ways to you know protect your wealth from taxes because that's a huge expense as well. So let's switch and let's talk about mindset for a minute. I think it's mindset for me, it has been crucial to overcome a lot of different mindset issues. And I don't know, maybe I'm just weird and just extra crazy because I feel like I have to conquer these all the time and it's not easy for me at all. But talk to me about kind of what is one of the money mindsets that you have struggled with and how you were able to overcome it, or maybe you're still working on it right now. I think the biggest thing is once you have one accumulated some wealth or even have a higher income, is this desire or expectation to spend and to buy. And so you need a big house. You need some type of car with an emblem that, you know, you want to show your keys off (laughs) or the expensive purse, the expensive shoes, because one, now you have it. And especially if you're coming from a situation where you didn't grow up with as much. And so I definitely remember one, buying the big old house, having, you know, the nicer car and having these items that really and truly, you know, you buy a nice purse and you're like, where am I taking this? Am I taking this to the grocery store or... 
<laughs> do I, you know, just go out to eat with my friends at happy hour? And what am I really getting from this? And so sometimes that is kind of an ebb and flow in terms of what am I spending on? And I always try and remind myself, do I absolutely love it? Is this going to make me happier a week from now? Because sometimes those material items, it's like a week from now. Do I want more house? Because I don't want to claim more house. I don't want to claim the house that I have. So do I want <laughs> more houses that are going to make me happier? I live in the city and rarely drive. So do I need a bigger, nicer car? I would love it. But a week from now, is it still going to be sitting where it's been sitting for the last week? Because I literally walked everywhere that I needed to go. And so that is really one of the reminders of what are going to be the things that I spend my money on that a week, two weeks, a month from now, I'm going to still be happy about spending my money on those items. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I know, I know, Rosalind, you are a big traveler. And I want to talk, I want you to tell the people about about your travels. But first, I just want to point out that probably the reason that you can travel so much is because you have chosen to live this simple lifestyle, right? Like you're, you're choosing to not have the big house, to not have the big car. You're choosing to live simply, to live in a place that you're house hacking, where you rent out the other places. And because like you said in the very beginning, your definition of wealth is freedom. So now you have the freedom to travel. So tell me about your travels. Tell me about how you are doing it. What's your where you're headed, where you came from, got home from last and where you're headed next. So I absolutely love to travel. I love seeing new people. I love connecting with new people. I love hearing where they're from and their journeys. And so I've done a number of different places. So I had a journey to see all 50 states and I finished that maybe four or, four or so years ago. And one of the big things is I set up flight alerts. So through Google, you can say, I want to go to this place and Google will email you and say, hey, flights are here. And it'll tell you if that's reasonable. So is that typical? I'm always flexible in terms of where I go. And so typically I go where I find a deal, not pick a place and then go. So some of the places I've been simply because it was a cheap ticket. So I went to Guatemala about a year ago because the tickets were $200. Never been, never thought about going. It was cheap. And I went to Chile for... $125. And I'm like, never been before. What the heck? It's $125. I went to Hong Kong for $300. And so my last trip was to Australia. It was for my birthday. So I said, you know, why not? And I used point. So I'm very big on whatever you spend money on anyway to get as much as you can. So I hardly ever use my debit card for anything under the sun and charge just about everything on my credit card. This only works because I have no credit card debt. So that's one of the bigger things. But that allowed me to stay. I was there for about 12 days and I stayed in the Hilton the entire time for free. Nice. So that was a really big deal. And so if you stay in Hilton and you sell them it's your birthday, they'll typically you know upgrade you and all those kind of things. It's a really nice opportunity to be there. And then, of course, the flight was free. And so really just strategizing in terms of where I spend my money and what I'm using it on. So if you think about your everyday expenses, when you go to the grocery store and get gas and all those kinds, those things add up. And so even if you only take one trip a year, you can take one free trip every single year, as long as you're using those points correctly. So I've gone to plenty of places. I think this year alone, I went to Australia, Colombia, and Belize. And so all of the those were based on either some type of points or some type of crazy good deal. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. We did this. I did this once for an anniversary where I was like, okay, it's our anniversary coming up. I don't know where we want to go, maybe somewhere cool. And so I, I literally just Google flighted it and just found a cheap ticket, 200 bucks round trip to Puerto Rico. And so we went to Puerto Rico and we loved it. It was great. <laughs> no, I never even thought about going there before, but it was nice. <laughs> 
And in Google, you can say explore. So you could say, I know mm-hmm. I want to go someplace on this day. And then you can look at the entire world to see what's cheap yep. <laughs> during that time of period that you want to go. And I found some great gems just being open to locations. Yeah. Yeah. Same like Amsterdam comes up all the time, like 400 bucks to Amsterdam or back or, you know, things like that. You can really get some some very cheap flights if you're flexible and if you have yeah. the freedom. To, exactly. to do so, right? Yeah. Okay. So next, I want to talk about, I want to give you time to talk about what you're doing with your Black Women Pursuing FI. Tell me about that group and how that has morphed into your wealth guidance and what you offer. Yes. So we started off and it was mostly kind of an offshoot of a number of different kind of groups that existed out there, but they really don't cater towards Black women. And a lot of them would just ignore and Money is money. Money is green. Money doesn't matter. And in reality, if we look at things like Equal Pay Day, Black women literally just experience Equal Pay Day in September, which means nine extra months of work from the time that a white man would have worked in order for us to get to that same point. It's almost two years. (laughs) That is exhausting. (laughs) And so if we think about the fact that women are earning less, living longer, We suffer from a number of different things, whether it be increased death in pregnancy, whether it be increased mortality in terms of breast cancer. There are a number of things that are very Mm. specific to Black women, and I wanted to be able to cater to that. And so we started just kind of as a group to get together and share some insights. And so then we kind of morphed into Your Wealth Guidance. And so we have the Facebook group that exists under that brand, Your Wealth Guidance. We're about, I think, 4,200 ladies now. And we were doing our Money Monday series within the group. And someone would say, oh, but my brother needs to hear this, but my cousin needs to hear this. <laughs> or, and so I said, okay, well, you know, the Money Mondays are open enough that we can provide that information to any and everyone. And so we then move that over to YouTube. So we have that Money Monday series under Your Wealth Guidance on YouTube. And we talk about everything. So we've had some stories about how people were able to stretch their retirement. So someone I actually met in Portugal, she is in her 60s and she was trying to figure out how to stretch her retirement savings. She lived in LA. She was retiring as a flight attendant and she was concerned if she had enough. She ended up moving to Berlin and then Portugal and her life has been so much fuller just by being flexible in terms of where she actually retired. Mm-hmm. So we heard about her story. We chatted a lot about everything from what she spends on food and healthcare and all those concerns that people have when they talk about possibly moving abroad. We're actually talking about business mistakes that people make tomorrow night. So just some of those kind of, whether it be tax or formation, everyone should own a business. What are the mistakes? Yep. <laughs> How to get yep. started correctly. <laughs> um, but we've talked about everything from estate planning, which is near and dear to my heart. We've talked about investing. So any of those topics that are either helping you to get to financial independence, to protect your wealth, to grow your wealth, all of those things kind of fit under the umbrella of what we talk about every Monday night. And so we probably have about 80 or so videos that are sitting out there for hopefully to enjoy everything from even being in the cannabis industry and NFTs and all those kind of things that there are so many ways to make money out there and how to find professionals who are doing it and then connect with them and get a lot of information as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. And so on on YouTube, it's called Your Wealth Guidance. Is that where you find Mm -hmm. it? Search Your Wealth Guidance on YouTube. I'm going to go binge watch a bunch of your episodes. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Well, that's so cool. I love that. One of the other things I love about growing wealth and and the wealthy people that I meet is that we're all about giving back. You know, like it took us a lot of hard work to crawl and fight and get to where we are. And we are all about 
trying to make the path smoother for the people who are right behind us. You know, like I may only be 10 steps ahead of you, but I want your path to not be as rocky as mine and, you know, to to help out. So I love this. I love meeting people like you all the time and, and getting to have you on my podcast so the people can get to know you. Okay. So last, I always like to ask my guests to leave with my listeners one actionable piece of advice. So if you could give one piece of advice to take action today, what would you tell everyone? I would say look through what you spend today and determine how much of what you spend actually makes you happy. Mm. And anything that doesn't, stop. (laughs) 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 Right, right. Yeah. So you got to you got to have control of your spending, you know, and and that's that's important. That's super important. Well, thank you so much, Rosalind. I really appreciate you being on the show. How can our listeners find you or connect with you? They can connect with me with at Rosalind at yourwealthguidance.com or .org. You can go to our website, yourwealthguidance.org. Or of course, you can always check us out on YouTube at Your Wealth Guidance as well. Love to chat with anybody. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Remember, please share the episode, share it with a friend. Go check out Rosalind's YouTube site. She's got a wealth of information. She's just an amazing woman that is out there just crushing life and making a difference for everyone. And and so happy to have you on. So thanks, everyone. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.